We could just play it off like, yo, we're mad drunk, fuck the music, we're just gonna talk for another 45. Well, there it is. There's your explanation, folks. Our fucking house DJ over here is hammered off his ass. So music is not gonna be available this week. I mean it could be. I actually DJ better when I'm drunk than when I'm sober. Yeah, so maybe maybe we'll give you a treat at the end of the show. Oh, but we do have to drop one one treat at least at the end of the show. Our new segment brought to you by WeGotKicksForSale.com. New segment coming up for all you listeners out there. It's the unsigned hype segment. We're going to drop a new track each week by what we deem to be the hottest unsigned artist that we've scoured and searched and dug and digged and every other fucking verb for unsigned hype. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Did you unearth that this week yet, or are you still digging? Still digging, still digging. Still but digging. It, it's, it's nothing. It'll be found momentarily. Yeah, so uh, going forward, all y'all rappers out there, A, if you're singing on your track, Don Nas probably ain't picking it. But uh, if you're not singing and you're on that boom bap shit, send your track to <laughs> ClecoVisionRadio.com. ClecoVisionRadio at gmail.com Yeah, send it over and uh, you might get picked. So yeah, top five, huh? Yeah, I I don't even like have no idea what I'm gonna who my top five or I'll just go off fucking Fucking drunkest episode we've ever had. About to drop that (laughs) sixteen. We're gonna lose our only sponsor after the sixteen gets dropped. No one. Wants to be associated with the show. <laughs> uh, all right, so like last last week we touched on top five producers, right? We felt like that really helped shape the feel of the album, which we touched on the first week. Yeah. All right, so you make an album, you find the right producer. The next biggest component is the DJ. Is that like a biased opinion because you are a DJ or? Um, it's kind of like a whole music act. It starts with the MC. You have the beat maker. You need the You'll guy. never say beat maker again. You make beats. Are you a beat maker or are you a producer? producer? You know what I'm saying. There you go. And then you got the fucking the, the DJ. It's like it's a band. Kind of. But yeah, yeah. But in addition, like the DJ is huge in perpetuating the music. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they feed us. They yeah. feed the fiends. Yep. So, you you are a DJ. Give us some perspective on like why you feel this is important to even acknowledge on a top five that are alive list. Um, everything f- uh, starts with the DJ musically. Uh, whether it be promoting an artist, uh, whether it be the DJ promoting himself, uh, a party, a concert, live performance, whatever. Like it, it all starts with the DJ. Um, people look for DJs. People keep their ears out open. Oh, this guy's playing here. I know he does this, this, and this well. Let me go check him out. I enjoy his show. That type of shit. People love Don Knotts. When they hear fucking Don Knotts' name. <laughs> I've they, seen bitches in We Heart Don Knotts shows. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just confirmed last night that I will be uh, DJing Thanksgiving Eve at Union Tavern in Poughkeepsie. Everybody this year. fly into Poughkeepsie, yo. <laughs> fly I, in. I, I don't know what the exact date on that is yet, uh, but yeah, but it, it's, it's confirmed. The, the last Wednesday of November. Yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, I'm saying, if you think back to like when we were living and breathing the golden era, you know. It wasn't even, like, we didn't rush to media play for the new album. We didn't rush to Sam Goody. Uh, we rushed to Uptown Sounds to get that new for the tape. new Clue tape. You know what I mean? We They were the real fucking stars because they are the ones that broke new artists. Those, broke the new ones records. Broke new records. They had the exclusive freestyles that weren't even going to be on the record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and if somebody had a song before Clue? Man, back in 96, <laughs> 97, 98, I don't even know if that happened. I don't, like, I don't know if it was possible. And if it was, this guy Clue was probably mad pissed. But you know what was cool about Clue 2? Was the fact that this guy 
Diddy found out that he got the Who Shot You record and fucking called this guy up about to kick the shit out of him. He, had, he, he doesn't know how he got it. Clue never even gave up how he got that record. So Shout out to Clue for holding his water. And, and that's, I mean? that's the thing with myself being a DJ, too. Like, I know how much work goes into not only being a DJ itself, but part of that is tracking down exclusives. Which was huge, especially back then. It's a little bit easier now, I think. Yeah, it defines who you are as a DJ. It does. Like, if you're able to get a freestyle from a well-known artist, that is the best look you can get as a DJ. But, I mean, another thing, too, is when you're just getting, like, a hot new artist is putting out songs and stuff, and they haven't leaked out to the public yet, and you're the one to break that record, you feel like the fucking man when you pull that off. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, as a quote-unquote DJ, I can't even really speak to how nice Clue is in terms of does he transition well. I don't know. I don't care. I can summarize all that for you right now. Clue in his earlier tapes would actually DJ. Um, I think the last time I might have heard him actually scratch a record might have been like one of the springtime stick-up mixtapes. Which was like 96. Yeah, it was, it was fucking uh, the Capone Nori Blood Money song, the part where he said, Desert Storm, like bad weather. <laughs> this guy, Clue, brought it back Cut like 60 times. Yo, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we didn't care, though. Who yeah. could literally, like, just play one song after the next? Who cares how it flowed together? Yeah, and that was the thing about a Clue tape is you could pop it in and you're not looking for a good DJ. You're looking to hear shit that you've never heard of and you might never hear again from anybody else. Right. And that was what made Clue who he is. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm going to assume Clue's in your top five. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, absolutely. The fuck? I mean, we might have to cancel this, the whole series if he wasn't. Um, before we... Uh, nah, fuck. I guess we'll discuss Clue later once we actually get to him and see where he is in your top five. So, yeah, fuck it. Without further ado, let's do how we do every week. You give me a top five. If it's something I deem acceptable, I'll gracefully nod. <laughs> if it's some horse shit, liquid sword type oh, shit. Oh, the liquid swords of the week. Liquid swords of the week type shit. You had people laughing their asses off about that shit, too, for classifying uh, last week. You're like, yo, I need that liquid swords of the I week. need that liquid swords of the week. Y'all shit will be g- always go down in infamy. And told Something more ludicrous pops Greatest up. Greatest Wu-Tang album ever. Yeah. See? You agree? Elam agrees. Christ, this... <laughs> he grew up on... He grew up on... Fucking guy. <laughs> this guy... Yo, listen. For all the listeners wondering what the murmuring is in the background, that's Don Nas' brother. Co-signing Liquid Swords is the best Wu-Tang album ever. Now, we're saying they're putting that shit over the purple tape. Over Wu-Tang Forever. Yep. Over Iron Man. Yep. These fucking guys are off their goddamn rockers. That album, front, literally 1 through 10. There's no reason you could say that it's not the best Wu-Tang album. I, I have like about four reasons I can say it's not the best. Wu-Tang Forever, Purple Tape, Iron Man, fucking The Swarm. No, I'm just fucking around, bro. <laughs> the Swarm. <laughs> Yo, the fucking pillage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, yo, shout out to Kappa Dog. Slang editorial. Oh, yeah, that album sucked, though. But, uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Um, all right, so hit me. Number right. five. Number five. Again, I don't even have this prepared right now. I am gonna. This guy's go, a professional. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Kid Capri as number Whoa! five. I actually got him on my list. Though. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why you fuck with Kid Capri, though? Just his impact early in the hip-hop scene, really. Like, if you go back and you, like, watch some documentaries and stuff, people were checking for Kid Capri mixtapes back in the day. Yo, not only that, but you remember Def Comedy Jam? Yeah. Kid Capri had that shit on fire, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, like, he was on Yeah, there, you start right. the whole show off with Kid Capri. Capri. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out Kid Capri, man. I don't know what he's doing anymore, but... uh, There was um the last time I, I, I saw him in person, DJ, and actually, I think it was the only time I ever seen him. It was a Buckshot and KRS album release party. At uh, Christ, SOB stage. Oh, God, here he goes. Missing, How miss- many backpacks were in attendance? <laughs> a lot. A lot. But, uh... They didn't have a coat check. They had a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, Kid Capri, he got up there. F- 
Funkmaster Flex was actually DJing at the time. This guy, Kid Capri, walks through the door, gets on the mic, and starts talking mad shit while Funk Flex was DJing. <laughs> for, for myself as a DJ to see that and be in the same room as it, coolest shit ever. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. That is pretty, that's pretty legit. And then this guy, Funk Flex, steps aside so Kid Capri can hop on for a second. Dude, literally, he was in there for like 15, 20 minutes, but he did his thing. Like, it, it was fucking crazy. All right, yeah, so salute Kid Capri. I can't argue with that. I, I actually got him on my list also. And I think he's even at number five. I, you know, I I, would, I can't rank him much higher just because. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we were younger we, we and we were down in the city at that time, like, I'm sure you could rank him higher. Yeah. But it, I guess it's just based off location and, you know, uh, life. Right. <laughs> but uh, number four. Ah, this is this is a tough one. It's Jazzy Jeff. No, hell no. <laughs> as much as I, I don't like the mixtape, DJ, I'm going to go... This guy's on his fucking soapbox shitting on mixtape DJ. No, nah, there's, there's nothing wrong with mixtape DJs. I'm going to go with probably Who Kid. Alright. Uh... Who, who has been exposed for not actually DJing. <laughs> but my thing, the impact that he had to me was breaking 50, 50 and G-Unit yeah. and what he was able to do with that um shout out to Shadyville yo. Yeah. <laughs> and like like I said last episode like 50 revolutionized the mixtape game right that was be who put it together yeah that was definitely who, who kid. kid so who kid you get my number four Salute who kid man you like them 50 tapes are classic you know yeah. what I mean I don't know how much work he had to put into those but he did distribute the crack to the fiends. Yeah. So even if he ain't cooked the crack, he distributed the crack. Um. So where are we at? Number three. Number three. I'm gonna go with Clue. The fuck. <laughs> Again, right. I'm an he actual. my list, but I feel like he could have been. No, he he, he could have been higher, but I'll explain why later. But no, I I just we we had a whole little talk about Clue. Everything that I said beforehand is why he's in my top five. Right. So, much respect to Clue. Shout out to Clue. <laughs> Number two, Funkmaster Flex. <laughs> Dropping bombs. The 60 Minutes of Funks, those were albums. They were mixtape albums. Yeah. Oh, no. The first one was legit like a mixtape. Second one was too. But there were, some, there were like original tracks on there. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the first one was like, this oh, yeah, guy was yeah. throwing on like just people's songs. When I when I first heard that, that's what made me want to say, I'm going to be a DJ. Yeah? Yes. That was the catalyst? That was it. That was it. Hands down. Um... I just hated, I hated Funk Flex's voice, y'all. Funk Master Flex, oh, 60 yeah. Minutes of Funk, Volume 2, <laughs> Big Dog Pitbulls, <laughs> Big Truck Series. <laughs> but no, Funk Flex, like, the thing that I love about him is he, he did he did it with the mixtapes, he did it with the albums, and he did it on the radio. The guy was a triple threat. Triple threat. Yo. Um, and he was an actual DJ. Yeah, yeah, nah, he, he had the clubs lit back then and shit. Um, I like part one was was cool and shit, but part two was fucking fuego. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Remember that Nas track? Yeah. Remember that fucking Mace track? Oh, oh Mace yeah. fucking yeah. murdered that shit. And then the locks and fucking yeah, big. locks and big, yo. And even Buckshot had it. Oh Ill hell yeah, ass track. I mean, no joke. Hell yeah, yeah. yo, that album. Kinda, yeah, kinda like revolutionized DJs, cause he dropped that before Clue ever dropped a, a label album. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of like pushed DJs onto. All right, we can not only make put these tapes. shits out, yeah, in your local shop, we could go on a label and make money. Yeah. So yeah, no, Funk Master Flex definitely like revolutionized. Job Funk Flex and Big Cap, right? That was oh yeah, R.I.P. Big Cap recently word, passed word. away. I, I didn't even know in that. In the past year, yeah. R.I.P. the big. Oh, and the tunnel. I didn't even mention what this guy was doing at the tunnel. Live at the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. But um, all right. So where am I at? You're at your best, DJ. Oh shit. Dirty Harry. Word. <laughs> All right, I fuck with it. I fuck with it. He's not my number one, but I definitely fuck with it. No, Dirty Harry. 
when the first mixtape I heard by that guy was um, what the fuck was the name of it? I don't. I, I'm gonna keep it 100. I don't remember any of the names of them shits. But this guy's blend. The game. winner cool out. Shout out to Dirty Harry, yo. No, Dirty Harry made me fucking. I was in awe of what that dude could do, like mix wise. Like his mixes were fucking flawless. Yeah, that shit was a that shit was an art in itself. Yeah, and I mean, I that definitely was a major influence in me as a DJ. I incorporated a lot of the stuff that he did on his mixtapes into the way my style is as a DJ today. Um, He may have been the polar opposite of Clue. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You got Clue over here not doing a damn thing but dropping some records on. And you got Dirty Harry making full songs out of like three acapellas over a a random instrumental type. Yeah, the the shit that he was doing was out of control. Shout out Dirty Harry. what, What he would do is he would take like a verse from 10 different songs throw them all on a beat, maybe change the beat up once or twice in it, but he's making a full song. It's a new song. Yeah, and it would all sound like one because it was mixed properly, too. So he definitely either had a good engineer or was good himself. Right. So he he knew what he was doing. Um, Me, personally, I wish he would have got a lot more exposure than he did. I think down the line he became like Nas's official DJ or something, really? like in the mid two thousands, early two thousands. But since then, I never heard anything from yeah, him. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, I don't think he ever dropped no like label shit or anything. I don't think he ever really did anything like to that stature. But he had the ability to drop an album because it would have been on some shit like where he kind of like dictated what he wanted on a song type. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, exactly. I would classify him as like the first real DJ slash producer. Kinda, yeah. Because this guy and, was yeah, producing that's shit. That's true, that's true. He might not have been making the beats he was putting these people on, but he was producing these songs. What he was doing though is he was taking other people's instrumentals or even just a sample, and he was either putting new drums behind them, whether he programmed them himself or just using breaks from completely different songs. But this guy, there you can have like... 12 elements in one mix that this guy used like his shits were intricate all right so yeah shout out harry i'm surprised that that's your number one about it makes sense that. to you though no i respect it 100 like there i'm like this week who kid like shout out to who kid and shit he's not in my top five but he's not uh liquid sword status so <laughs> fuck it like that's a respectable list yeah. i can't even really argue it um, you got you got like an honorable mention around it out or myself. There it is, Don Nas. Go do the math, family. Go back, find that pop off production mixtapes. Them shits was fire, like no bullshit. I remember one of these R and B tapes oh, had yeah. the streets on fire. Yeah, you know what I mean. Plus, that was the first first people. I say they. I fucked with pop off, then I hated pop off. You know what I'm saying? I'm. <laughs> I'm a dickhead, to be honest with everybody. Um, oh, we're having a sentimental fucking uh, moment yeah, with both Hollywood. Fucking Clego is flowing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Heartfelt shit. But yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, at this point in time, I kind of like separated myself from them. And they was like the first dudes from the town that had fucking AZ hosting their tapes. You know what I mean? Chameleonaire, who was popping, like, Popping, popping on some riding dirty shit, hosting they tapes. Yeah. Um, Latoya Luckett right before that, she popped. You know yeah, what I mean? They, they had big. the foresight. So salute to Don Knot, salute to Charlie Brown, aka Fucko. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, y'all did y'all thing. I, I feel like y'all deserve an honorable mention. You're not my honorable mention, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I better be in the top five. Then. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Salute, yo. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you. Uh, all right, so. You ready for the gospel now? Yeah, let me just get another beer. Hang on. You can start. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just start talking to the listeners. Um, since this fucking guy just strolled out of here. This is how you know we're doing the show live. You know what I'm saying? We got bottles of Cleco just everywhere. We got corks. We fucking tripping over corks. Like, you know what I mean? We got so much fucking liquor and... Grapes flowing in this bitch. It's not even funny. Like we ran through three bottles of Clico already. Type shit. You know what I mean? But, this guy uh, was in here talking to himself. Word. I'm talking to the people. 
Talking to my fans, y'all. <laughs> talking to, to, to my haters, y'all. Talking to the motherfucking backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, all right, top five DJs. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of struggle with this list because it's like, what, what constitutes an ill DJ? Is it a mixtape DJ? Is it a radio DJ? Is it a club DJ? It's kind of different parameters around the shit. Um, and once again, I like I hate this shit, man. We gotta find more interesting topics because this week, just like last week, we're kind of on the same wavelength throughout the whole. So maybe, shit. maybe what we'll do next week is we'll do something that's not even music related. Maybe it might I, end I, up I, being a little bit shorter. You know me, man. I like to argue. So like we haven't had any real arguable shit. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, I can't argue with any of your picks. Um, so let me just run through the shit real quick then. Number five. Same as your number five. Kid Capri. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't even really have much more to add to it. I used to stay out mad late and watch Def Comedy Jam. Shit always started off with Kid Capri killing it. This guy was like mad cool to me. I wanted to be a DJ at one point, but my mom wouldn't spend 250 on the turntable. So and then I mean? like a year ago, when you were about to start helping me out, you bought a piece of equipment and said, fuck this, I have mad respect for you, I can't do it. Yeah, nah, <laughs> that's 100% true. 100% true. I got the little new mark, cop that shit, played with it for like two minutes. Plus, I got like a four-year-old son who thought he wanted to DJ too. So it was like, yo, just take the shit man. Yeah, I can't even fuck with this. Like, it takes mad... That's a good point, though. I should have prefaced my whole top five by paying respect to all you DJs that take the time. Like, more so to y'all older DJs, because I'm not even gonna lie, it wasn't that difficult now where the wavelengths are on my screen and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even imagine back in the day where I had to, like, kind of have an understanding how to transition songs let, when the drums were coming let, in. Let shit me like chime that. in here. Um, back when I learned how to DJ before all this shit went digital, you would hear two different songs playing at the same time in your headphones and somehow some way your brain became wired to deal with both at the same time know which one is going faster which one is going slower know how to bring them together um it's it takes a lot of training ear training and, and, and just practice shout out to don Knotts' brother this guy probably hated his life while don Knotts was learning how to DJ. Not really, because bullshit. he learned to appreciate Liquid Swords as a yeah, best. That's true, that's true, but he probably time. heard mad shitty transitions back then. Mad yeah, drums just, clashing. Just and as shit. many shitty guitar riffs as I heard. So 100, I was, there for, I, was there for, <laughs> I was there for those shits too. Yeah. So, alright, number five, we got Kid Capri. Alright, number four. This is kind of where we deviate a little bit. Um, you had Cool Kid in there. I don't know if he was your four or your three. Four. All right, so this is perfect then. I got, I got K Slade the Drama King. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, AKA Mr. Slap, your favorite DJ, which took a whole other element into DJing where it was like, yo, you're not just going to do whatever. You know what I mean? This is my lane. We're going to wrestle for the top spot. Mm -hmm. So shout out K Slade. AKA the Drama King, promoting that drama, breaking new records. I feel like his tapes didn't drop, and yeah, I said tapes and I mean tapes because they were tapes, didn't drop as frequently and weren't as highly anticipated as some of my higher ranked DJs, but K Slade, I can't really recall like a shitty tape he did. Plus, he's still relevant to this day, which is important to me. You know what I mean? You know what? I, I one thing I'll say about K Slade, which is why he wasn't in my top five, like he would give a lot of artists that I wasn't interested in airplay. Not saying they were ter terrible artists, but you you had like more street artists, right? And I didn't. That wasn't my thing. Like the whole cocaine rapper thing. That that that's not Don Knotts. But your favorite rapper is Nas Escobar. <laughs> Nas ain't a coke rapper though. His alias was Escobar, <laughs> the biggest coke lord in the world. Yeah, but he wasn't rapping about fucking. My man hit me up for the square. Yeah, they, and we all know that all that was bullshit, but these dudes are like legitimate, like fucking. Oh no no, they really <laughs> have coke in the studio. Yeah no, that, that not they're delivering. Yeah. So, so anyway. you'd rather some fraudulent coke shit? It's Nas, man. Nas can get a pass on anything. I feel like Nas might have dabbled and then was like, yo, fuck this. Probably. I feel like, every, well, not everyone, but I feel like a lot of people in them circumstances 
dabble. Because you see it, you know what I mean? You see like you're around it. people pulling up and you're like, yo, how they pull up in that? Yo, this guy's moving them things, so you're like, fuck it. You're at he's working at CVS as a store manager for slave life. 70 hours a week. Hashtag slave life. Supposed to be working on his day off because he didn't set Halloween up on time. <laughs> Hashtag slave life. Uh, so yeah, shout out K-Slay, man, the driver king, a.k.a. Mr. Slap, your favorite DJ. Who was um, Big Mike? Who he oh, slapped? Fuck. Who dropped mad exclusive? He was like the new clue. Yeah. In like the early 2000s. Yeah. Is that is that your number three? Nah, Big Mike's not on there. I, I would have. Oh shit! I forgot. He might about be an Big honorable Mike. mention, but yeah, Big Mike got slapped around. Really? Slapped him around and called him Susie. Oh yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that was that was Big Mike. Like if we had a top ten, Big Mike might make it in, but. Yeah, nah. He Did you ever hear Big Mike DJ in person? Yeah, actually, nah. you might have been there with me at DVA one night. Uh, well then, yeah, because I was at DVA every. It was, night. it was probably like '02 or '03. That dude could DJ a party. I was in DVA every night on a school night with a wristband, popping Long Island ice days. <laughs> <laughs> Getting poured Long Island. Oh ice yeah. So Big Mike. The way he DJ'd, which is something that I never really heard before, and I actually incorporate that into some sometimes the way I DJ is, this guy would take an artist and do like a five-minute segment of just that artist or group or whatever, and just play like their fucking hits one after the other, cut one song short, get the hotter verse for the next song, and like, and then just bring in the whole next artist. Like it, it was. The way he did it was well crafted, and the first time I heard that, definitely uh, stole a little bit from Can't Lie. So, so shout out, Big Mike. Um, yeah. All right, moving right along. You're not in my top five, though, Mike. Step it up, yo. <laughs> Step it the fuck up. Where are we at? Number three. Yep. Number three. Dirty fucking Harry. I, I see. I thought you would have forgot about nah, him. Nah, I can't forget Dirty Harry. Yo. This guy, he definitely like revolutionized mixtapes for me. You know what I mean? Like, again, it was at a time where it was mostly like, yo, who got the most exclusives? Who got the most exclusives? Dirty Harry might play some shit you heard six months ago, like a verse from, but it Wait, was a brand new song. And yeah. that shit was mad innovative, mad creative, and mad like artistic to me so do you remember the shit that he did with the uh the message sample in the back and he threw that one break beat under it nah not off top i don't remember that and shit. it had it started off actually with the Nas street dreams acapella i don't remember that shit you might throw you might yo man we might have to copyright infringe on her dirty harry and, and pay a pay a tribute to this guy like if, if you could find that shit you should definitely throw that in the mix going forward at some point. At the end of this episode, it'll be on there. There it go. There it go. Stay tuned. After, now before Unsigned Hype. We got to give Unsigned Hype down a little platform. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right. So, yeah. Dirty Harry, number two. Number three. Number two. Funk Flex. Like I said, man. There was like, really not too much deviation from your list this time. Yeah. Um, the shit Funk Flex was able to do. Um, not only as a mixtape DJ, but as a label DJ, as a radio DJ, you know, he changed the game. He yeah. made it possible for DJs to get record deals. Like that shit wasn't really part of the plan back before he did his thing. And Funk Flex, like qu qu quick little note to you, <laughs> my fellow DJ and there inspiration. Go, go. Hey, I know Funk Flex follows us, so play, pay. Does he really? No. Pay close <laughs> attention, Flex. Flex. I know you get paid to play the bullshit on fucking Hot 97, but just, you know, stay true to who you are if you can. Hot 97 still exists? I think so. <laughs> I thought yeah. everybody jumped to Power 105, huh? Nah, he, he said... Shout out Hot 97. Y'all used to be where it was, yo. Yeah, no. Where Hip Hop lived. He, he's still on Hot 97. I do have an honor. Till it moved, though. You, you, you know what we like. People like 30 and above. 
like try to cater to us a little bit. That's all I'm asking. You gonna get Fun Flex canned, yo? No. Fun Flex gonna get canned. No yo. fucking Hot 97, whatever fucking corporation runs your station now. I don't even fucking know what none of them are because we don't pay attention to corporate America. Definitely don't give a fuck about the suits. <laughs> Shout out to the suits. We don't give a fuck. Let this man be the DJ that he. Don Knox is in here chest naked, yo. We don't care about no suits. <laughs> All right, your number one. Number one has to be the question mark, man. DJ fucking Cluminati, yo. Shout out to super engineer Duro on the board. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yo, listen. This guy literally shaped and crafted my adolescence, yo. Single-handedly, like, guided me into the person I became by by the songs he put on his tapes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, favorite clue tape of all time. What do you got? Off top of your head. No research. This is I mean, on the it's, spot. It's shit. between Springtime Stick Up 2 and Cluminati 2. All right. Mine has to be Show Me the Money, yo. Like, yeah. Show me the money. Start off with LOX. Chest to chest. chest. Back Yo, to block. Show back. me the money was a classic clue take. Clue Minotti, clue for president. It's it's like impossible almost to even like. I put you on the spot there, but it's pretty much damn near impossible. Clue, like what the fuck he did as a mixtape DJ. Plus, then you think about when he did the Monday night mixtapes. Yep, yep. On Hot 97, had people on the spot like. Clue was a fucking was ahead of his time, yo. Like, you really. I used to walk to fucking Uptown Sounds twice a week, just hoping the new Clue tape mm-hmm. dropped. You know what fucked up the game though? When them shits went to CDs because tapes were 90 minutes, CDs were I don't know how long, like 70 something. So the tapes yeah. actually had more tracks than the CDs. Shout out to myself. I was the first DJ. In upstate New York. In upstate New York to put my mixtapes on CD. Yo, not only did he give himself honorable mention, but he gave himself his own shout out. No, I, I have a <laughs> I have a whole list of honorable mentions if you, if you don't mind. I do mind. Well, We're done here. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Let me get to my honorable mention. Go ahead. Honorable mention for me has to be uh now once you give me yours, you might open up a Pandora's box in a segment might go on forever, but one of my honorable mentions I think of off top is Cutmaster C, yo. Okay, all right. This fucking guy was dropping like three tapes for a mixtape. I remember going uptown sound paying like 15 bucks, walking out with like three cassette tapes, scotch tape together, filled with fire. I remember the tape to this day. It was like the King of New York mixtape had Triple Threat from Nas, Nori, and Nature yep. on there. Um, had like uh, some Nas. Oh fuck! What was that track? Where it was like I ain't seen this much. I ain't seen this much crime since the Queensbridge blackout in '79. You know what track I'm talking about? I do. I don't. I can't. Yo, Cutmaster C plus late after that. That was probably like '98 when he was dropping them triple mixtapes. Who the fuck does that? Yeah. Um. Then he started breaking Matt Fifty shit. You know what I mean? Cutmaster C, my honorable mention, man. Who you got? I got a whole list. Uh, first, Ron G. Yeah, Ron G was legit. Yeah. Salute, Ron G. Um, stretching by Beto, of course. Stretch Armstrong. These guys were doing college radio shows, not getting paid shit for it, and breaking some of the most legendary artists of all time. That's true. I think Big had a stretch freestyle. Big L. Big L had a Jay Z was on there with Big L. They were that was a Stretch Armstrong show yeah. where they had that like eight minute freestyle. I yeah. Um, you hear you heard Bobita laughing in the background and shit. Ah, there you go. Well, we need to do something like that here. All right, well I'll call I'll call Big and Big L and uh, <laughs> get the Ouija board out and see how we can pull that. R.I.P. R.I.P. to Big and Big L. Yeah, no, no, I feel you. It would be it would be live if we could get some. Who, who did the Future Flavor Show? That was P. Rock and Marley Marr, right? You might just stump me. I have no fucking idea. I think it was. I remember that. Backpackers are gonna fucking rage at me. Girl. <laughs> Um, yeah, who else, who else, who else? You still thinking of honorable mentions? Yeah, man. Uh, all right, I remember, like, oh, you know who needed honorable mention? He's, like, a newer DJ, but, um, Whiteout. 
Yeah, he R.I.P. R.I.P. to Whiteout. Whiteout dropped that was like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it might, it was on the cusp of the golden era and shit. When we were doing mixtapes, that motherfucker kept me on my toes. He set the bar. Yeah, like he was the new clue. If it dropped on a Whiteout, uh, on a Whiteout tape. I couldn't use it on mine. And, but, and which made it probably life impossible for you because he had the exclusives. Yeah. White Owl had the exclusives. Yeah. So he may have been. And not only that, he was dropping tapes every week or two. Yo, word is bomb. Every week a White Owl drop. He was up to like White Owl drop that 99. Yeah, but you know, no no disrespect to him at all, but he wasn't like mixing shit. Like he was literally Nobody just. Cares, kind of, though. Yeah, Nobody no, cares, no, though. Yeah, no, no. And I get cares. that. As a matter of fact, what was my criticism of our last show? You fucking cutting up four, three, two, one too many times. You know what I mean? Like, not every, that's not for everybody. Sometimes people just want to vibe out. So sometimes I just want to DJ. So fuck you. And not really. I feel you. So that's what I'm saying. That's kind of where. That's kind of where. Um, it's like yo, you can't. You can't. You can criticize White Out as a DJ, but you can't criticize him as a fan because end of the day, you were still copping his shit because he dropped exclusives. I you know never I mean? copped the White Owl tape, but yeah, I get you. Well, I was in there copping fucking mad White Owl tapes and mad 4X white tees. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like 5'9", probably a buck 40 at that time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Alright, fuck it. I guess that's, uh, you know, pretty much wraps up our top five that are alive if you got no more honorable mentions i got nothing else what about djes yo live from poughkeepsie man yeah no the vkr show that shit made uh saturday afternoons you know i had my 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 tape deck ready to press record yeah no i i I recorded like a lot of shit him and matter of fact they brought up cnn was in there one time really i don't know if capone was but yeah Traj was definitely in there. Traj and Nori. You know what it was? Vince, DJ Vince, shout out to Vince. He worked at Tommy Boy as an intern, and that's probably when they were signed. Yeah, CNN was definitely on VKR, though. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, all right, fuck it. This concludes this week's Top 5 Dead or Alive. Make sure y'all take the Twitter. Curse out Don Nas for his fuckery. Uh, (laughs) Salute me for my gospel. Yeah. Yo, matter of fact, is there, like, all right. We, we, like, the last 10 minutes, we've been kind of gift-wrapping and handing out a lot of praise and shit. You got any criticism for DJs out there? <laughs> like, just, all right, I'm, not, I'm sure you got a ton of criticism, but if you could pick one DJ you would like to lock in a room, sit down, strap to a chair, and be like, yo, let me fucking talk to you about DJing. DJ Khaled. Another one. Another one. <laughs> DJ Khaled, are you a fucking DJ? <laughs> Shout out to Khaled. I know he follows us. Does he? No. He doesn't. <laughs> no, he definitely don't follow. Like, there's a couple reasons why. Like, I don't want to even come off like I'm hating on success. Like, this dude flat out is a fucking cornball. Like... <laughs> You're coming from a guy who's never met him. You no, I I've seen him. I've seen him on videos. Like what? You're not cool. You try way too hard. What are you talking so about? You don't half think of the he's time? the best? What have you done that makes you the best? You're a glorified middleman. Have you DJed? Have you ever made a beat in your life? Like, what is your purpose on this earth, DJ Khaled? Yo, I'm anxiously awaiting the reply from Khaled to this. No, it, like, I get it. Like, good for you. You made it in life. I'm happy for you. But you don't do anything that requires any talent. You fucking get on the phone and you arrange for people to get on the same songs with each other and get on the track and say, we the best. Like, yeah, but here's, here's my here's my counter argument for first take episode three, segment two. Right, We already kind of argued earlier, but I saw Khaled live. I saw this fat-ass vegan. Yeah, he's vegan. Are you fucking kidding me? Sometimes. Uh, (laughs) If that makes any sense to the vegans out there. Um, Khaled was out there as his own hype man and then ran his fat-ass bonded turntables and was his own DJ. Running back and forth. So he can DJ. I, I can respect that, but when you say... He's actually DJing. Is he literally running up there and just switching to the next nah, song? Nah, nah. He was actually cutting up songs, transitioning to songs. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and diagnose this guy right off top with ADHD because, like, 
it was like 10 seconds of a song and then he's cutting into the next one. But he was, yeah, his transitions were legit. You know what I mean? And if you think about it, like, how did he get to this point? He must have been putting in work that maybe we didn't see or acknowledge. You know what I, I mean? I think he was a radio DJ at some point. But my, my thing is, is for a person like me, I want to know, if you're going to call yourself a DJ, I want to know that you can DJ. Just put out a fucking video and showcase you fucking juggling records or something. Like, because I don't believe you. He's telling me over here that he saw you DJ in person. I seen it in the flesh. I I don't believe it, because I didn't see it. We're going to lie down a title. Shout out to title, because they got all the performances from that weekend. They they also have a great shot of Bumps Hollywood. They all have a shot. Everybody follow us on, on the gram and on Twitter. It's everybody's uh, profile pick at this point in time. Uh, yeah, I was in there. Shit was shit was live. But uh, yeah, I'm saying like I I used to kind of question Khaled as a human being as well. But I fuck with the guy, man. He must have put in some work that got him to where he is. I doubt he slept his way to the top. You know what I mean? Like he must have been working. Who the fuck sleep with exactly. him anyway? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, my thing is I feel like he just tries too hard. Like, let's say he is a good DJ. Let's say he's great. He's as good as you're, you saw and whatnot. I'm not going to deem this guy. He wasn't killing it like Q and Juice type shit. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. He was all right. He was a better DJ than me. But my thing is, like, when you get on your songs, you say mad, corny, unnecessary shit for no reason at all. Just for the sake of trying to sound cool. Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously. This like, guy said, from now on, call me Billy. Because <laughs> we're going to be billionaires. <laughs> like, just dumbass shit. Like, perfect example. The fucking Nas album Done video just came out two days ago. Uh, I just got home this morning, and I fucking, like, saw it on Trending. So I watched it. This guy is talking to some Jamaican dude for three minutes about nothing before the song even starts. On the video, for no reason, saying, we need to unify. We need to, you need to unify what? That's what Cal is all about. Unify what? What are you talking about? Can I hear the Nas song? Because that's why I'm watching this video. Not because you're responsible for putting the song out. Because Nas is in the video. Like, come on. Unify what? What are you talking about? And then Yo, did, did, did you listen to his album? No. <laughs> Yo. But no, You're missing out? Yo, the no, album is I'm, I'm not knocking it either, because the Nas song is mad hot. Like, the Jay-Z and Future shit. Like, I don't fuck with Future, but it's not a bad song. I don't fuck with Future, yo. It's, it's, it's not a bad song. This guy fucks with Lil Brother, but not Future. I don't fuck with Lil Brother. I just respect their music. What's that tattoo say on your arm? I don't have a tattoo. Little brother. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's analyzing the shirtless Don Knotts in the cockpit oh, yeah. right now. This guy got two angel wings right above his fucking waistband on his ass. Straight up dress. <laughs> Yo, what makes you more of a whore, a tramp stamp or angel wings? Uh, it depends where the angel wings are. If they where, are, where else can they I'm be? Saying, no, I'm saying, saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. Like, let's say if they're like on your arm on some R.I.P. shit, you might not be a whore. What if you got angel wings on your lower, anything on your lower back? If you had angel wings on your lower back, you probably look pretty confused. Nah. They're usually like right in the dead center of the back or like oh, the upper back. Hell yeah. Nah. All right, so maybe I'm wrong. But a tramp stamp area is definitely more horrors than angel wings for me. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. Follow, follow closely by. Um, I fucked some chick the other day with a crooked tramp stamp. Shit was like way lower. That it was explains, like, yeah, that's your life in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch couldn't even get her tramp stamp straight. <laughs> Shit was mad lower than it should be. Shit was like halfway down her ass. Sums up Don Knotts' life in a fucking one sentence. Crooked tramp stamp. Get that shit trending on Twitter. <laughs> Yo, um, fuck it, man. I feel like you bash Khaled enough. Uh, um, he's just corny as fuck, man. Like, you try too hard, man. You try way too hard to be cool, and you're not. That's what makes you not cool. Yeah, trying hard is always uh the exact opposite of cool. Cool is natural. You're either cool or you're not. Take it from someone that's cool as fuck. <laughs> cool as the other side of the pillow. Uh, 
All right, so fuck it, man. I guess this is gonna wrap up episode three. Unless you got more you want to contribute to the people. Nah, um, I big guess. shout out to Tone Patron. <laughs> uh, what's it? You know his Twitter name off top? Uh, we like to, yo, know, from week to week, we gonna shout out the, the the Twitter followers and shit that contribute most to our uh, conversations and shit. And yeah, we see you. So uh, shout out Tone Patron. Find him on Twitter. Uh, I think his name is like T Patron or some shit. Some shit like that. Yeah. Make sure y'all go follow him and uh, send him mad fucking memes of backpacks on fire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, before we get out of here, let's let's dive into. Uh... Oh, you was gonna throw on some dirty hairy shit, and then we're gonna get an unsigned hype, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, go ahead with this with the dirty hairy mix that I was talking about. And then we're going to dive into the unsigned hype. Yes, sir. Did you decide who that is yet? I did. Coincidentally, it's a guy who just liked the photo of you holding up all your fucking bottles of Cleco. That makes sense. Who's that? That would be Ken. That's a quick, yo, just a disclaimer, quick way to get on unsigned hype. Like us, follow us, retweet us. And, we'll and make us. respectable music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> and don't Shout forget out, that all right, so this this week's this unsigned hype is uh, Cans. Yeah, we're going to go with Cans. Shout out to Cans. We fuck with Cans for over a decade now, you know what I mean? And uh, there's no better way to kick off this segment, I don't think. Yeah, and it's crazy because this guy still sounds hungry as fuck. So, and yeah. he's been in the game for like, you know, a couple bullets. A couple bullets. <laughs> a couple bullets. <laughs> Word. So make sure y'all feast on this uh this cans and uh make sure y'all follow him on Twitter. Make sure y'all follow him on Facebook. Go download his album on Dad Piff. And uh yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Until next time, you well, could what, <laughs> what can they do? <laughs> they could suck on this dick. <laughs>
I represent queens or crime scenes, a murder machine. Put M16s and niggas screens ahead for the hills. Niggas, cause when I get ill, it's best built for real. I aim a fucking steal and shoot the kills of what? NY place, got a crooked eye for the jakes. I want it all, armor on bins and endless papes. God's sake, what a nigga gotta do to make a half a million without the FBI catching feelings. You are now tuning to Rico Vision Radio, the home of real hip hop. And gas, Alex pulled up, Sam hopped out the back. They waited for a minute, watched him going by himself. Come on, looked at Marcus, took the burner off his belt. You can't trust nobody, only one who ain't speaking is a dead cold body. The snakes in the grass gotta keep it cut low. If you don't, they gon' bring it right to your front door. You can't trust nobody, only one who ain't speaking is a dead cold body. The snakes in the grass gotta keep it cut low. If you don't, they gon' bring it right to your front door. Kicked in the door, 4-4 drawing that Biggie song Fresh from the club, he still had all of his jewelry on Marcus said, yo, you know how it goes We came for everything, homie, take it off slow Come on, make Sam put everything in the bag Put the gun to his head and said, point me to the stash He didn't answer fast enough, so Marcus just hit him Overreacted, proceeded to pistol whip him Sam screamed out, everything is in the closet Marcus said, go check, it ain't we rocked him, come on, went through the closet and he yelled out, I got it Was on his way out when he heard three shots lit Ran back in the room and saw Sam on the floor With one above his eye and two in his lower jaw Come on, looked at Marcus and said, what the hell you do? Marcus calmly looked up and said, I had to, we moved You can't trust nobody, only one who ain't speaking is a dead cold body The snakes in the grass gotta keep it cut low If you don't, they gon' bring it right to your front door you can't trust nobody, only one who ain't speaking is a dead cold body The snakes in the grass gotta keep it cut low If you don't, they gon' bring it right to your front door They ran outside and then they jumped into the whip Got a bag full of loot on them, now they got a dip Marcus put the gun under the seat and started whipping They hit a couple corners, then Kamal started ripping Marcus said I had to hit him up, he was trying Kamal said he was half dead, why you lying? Marcus said right now you sounding like a snitch Kamal said yeah right, keep driving towards the stick Come on, got suspicious when they drove past the stash house Marcus reached under the seat and then he backed out Come on, said to Marcus, what you doing, pay attention Marcus said, I ain't trying to go back to prison He shot him four times, one ripped through his heart He drove a couple blocks, then he pushed him out the car Come on, slipped, but he knew he couldn't trust him Especially when he found out Marcus was Sam's cousin 